Hey everybody, what's up? Um, we tried to do a little stunt on TuneIn where we're making the switch from uh, just a audio podcast to a video and audio podcast. And for this last episode, we did this funny prank where we actually lost all of the footage and we were not able to make this one the good old video podcast that we wanted to, but we acted like it was. So if anything comes across a little weird and wonky, it's because we tried to do a lot of visual gags to say, hey, we're doing this video podcast now, and it, it turned out that we weren't actually able to pull it off. So uh, just a quick sorry about that. And then also my mom, uh, as uh, some of you might know, I still live at home. My mom was hosting a party. So towards the uh, beginning of the podcast, you might hear a little bit of background noise. I did my best to clean up uh, that, but... If you hear something weird going on, that's what that was. So just a quick little heads up to jump in at the start here, but we're just going to get right into it. This episode got a little long and wild, as I'm sure you'll see from the runtime. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Whack Matters is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial where you can test out Audible's awesome audiobook monthly subscription service. Make sure to go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. Welcome back to TuneIn. So we hear you like manspreading. CBD. Uh, did you know that um, me and my girlfriend went to the beach and uh, we took a picture together while we were on vacation and I didn't have a shirt on in the picture and I went, I used to have abs at some point and that has been the main motivation to get back in a gym since I've been back home. I, Every week, I'm just no. like, hey boy, we down to record, and you're just like, sorry dude, I'm working overtime. Yeah, and I go, and I always sound so happy about it. I really love, I love, <laughs> I love how normal, how most weeks, this is the time I'm getting off. Karsten, I think I've mathematically figured out the worst possible experience a human being can have. Listening to me talk for half an hour. No, that actually is the only way that I can um, get any pleasure in life. Uh, not recording with Is that you. A challenge. Not recording with you. Doing this right now, I hate this. But when I hear what we did after post production, I go, "Oh man, those funny boys are back at it." Um, no. What if I just stare at you? Have for you three ever? Hours? Have you ever gone into a restroom and you see somebody who's washing their hands and it smells bad? So you're like, "Oh man, this dummy pooped in the bathroom and I have to poop." And there's two stalls. The and then you, for. And then you play a quick game. <laughs> you. <laughs> You play a quick game of roulette of which uh, toilet seat did they get all nice and toasty from their own personal butt. And then you pick wrong and you go, you sit on the toilet that they were just on and the toilet seat's not hot. Like, not like so fresh that it's just freaking still wet and wild from their butt sweat. But like, what? not cold. I'm saying like, have you ever sat on a toilet that somebody else has recently sat on? There's only one toilet in the men's restroom at my work. And you hate it, right? Yes. City, it's the worst possible feeling is when you go in there and you go, oh, nice cold cold toilet seat for, for them buns. And you sit on it and it's not a cold toilet seat for them buns. Do you think you can intro the show while I go find them my Mountain Dew in my room? But you said it tastes like butt. It does. But also, I'm so parched and I hate water. So think about where I hate water. Water's my favorite drink. Well, first of all, you're a wrong crazy person. And second of all... You didn't answer my question. Can I trust you to intro the podcast? All right. Let's do this. So, okay, for real, though, this is an honest question with you, Karsten. I usually look me in the eyes and say, if I leave to go get my drink, 
when I come back, because I'm not going to do the intro, and I'm not going to check it or anything. I need to know that you're going to do the intro for the show that we're doing right now. So you want me to have an intro ready for when you get back? No, like, so I'm, I'm going to use my butt seat, my butt seat, dang it, frick, I, I just literally, like a CD, skipped my own freaking digit. <laughs> so you need to be like, hey, this is tuning, this is what we do and stuff. The serious part. No, if I was just saying, hey, Carson, say something stupid and entertaining, I would not have to, it wouldn't be a serious conversation we need to have. Can you tell them what this show is while I go get my drink? Oh, yeah, easy. Carson. Yeah. I'm not going to check. We're going to come back and kind of just jump into it. Okay. Do a, am, Carson, am I going to have to check and potentially do an intro by myself later? No, you just got me laughing because I'm stuck on that butt seat thing. Hey, guys, welcome to Tune In. It's the show where we... um talk about cartoons and how they have a uh, how they can be important for not just kids but also adults how they can have quality content and um, not just uh, cater to the lowest common denominator there's actually intelligent content in these cartoons uh, so right now the show we're talking about is avatar the last airbender we are on episode uh, i really kind of just forgot i forgot oh, i didn't i really just kind of forgot the numbers at this point so i'm just kind of use titles so it's uh we're on episode i want to say 13 sounds about right so we're on episode 13 it's uh, called the blue spirit so is this what it feels like to be constantly interrupted by the co-host yeah Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how passive aggressive you called me out. But then we're like, oh, I'm kinda okay with it. <laughs> I, uh, so yeah, episode thirteen. I forgot what the name was already. Blue Spirit. Blue Spirit. I, this is a quick little tangent, which we're prone to do. Quick little tangents half the episode. If dude. I had to record a podcast with myself, I think it would hate me. Because I 100% of the time think whatever I have to say is better and or more important and or funnier and interrupt. And I think it would be a, just a freaking, it would just be one continuous, or sorry, it'd be one show where no continuous thought could get out. Because the other person, if I was recording a podcast with myself, the other person would jump in and interrupt me. And then I'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, though, and interrupt them. And then interrupt, like, I don't think anything would get done, period. So, like this one, like this podcast. I uh, know, because we somehow occasionally, actually, in all honesty, that's how this podcast would feel if I didn't edit it. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't always feel like that. Because, like, again. Okay, but get this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just had to interrupt you. <laughs> to make a point. Okay. The Blue Spirit. What do you think about this episode overall? We're going to go overall real quick, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of it. Uh, this episode's probably one of my favorite episodes in the season so far. I really enjoyed it. There was... I wasn't going to let you interrupt me, so I stopped. Um... <laughs> I wasn't... I was going to interrupt you, and I decided to be polite, but then by not interrupting you, I sort of still interrupted you. I freaking incepted that interruption. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I really like this episode. It's probably one of my favorites in the season, but I already said that. So, let's get back can on I give, track. Can I give my general thought, and then we'll get into it? So that I can formulate a thought, yes. Yeah, cool. Go. I have been singing the praises of Jet for as long as I can remember <laughs> about this show. <laughs> and <laughs> this episode, I might put on par with Jet. To be for a, honest, I like it more than Jet. For a few reasons. So... You know what, actually, this can be, uh, we'll bring it up at the end. 
Like, let's talk about the episode, and then I will talk about, like, Overall the plot. the impact okay. of either episode and that kind of thing. Um, so, do you want to take the first chunk, or do you want me to? I can. Go. Uh, so, basically, this episode kind of starts out, we're at a watchtower uh, with, like, a big wall. And there are these archers that are practicing down below on the ground. And then there are some uh, high-ranking Fire Nation officials up on the top in the tower watching them. And they have this conversation with each other about how these archers are, like, the most skilled archers in the entire Fire Nation. They could shoot the wings off of a fly from, like, 100 yards or something crazy like that. Yeah, it was... It's dope. Yeah. And, um... And then... Cool bowsmen are dope in yes. anything. I really like watching a arrow boy. Yeah. They are pretty cool. Um... So, and then, like, the camera, like, switches down, back down to watching the archers, and we see them, like, split three arrows in a row or something like that. Um, and uh, then one of the guards decides, you know what, I'm going to, uh, one of the guards, he's not a guard, he's, um, I forget his name, but he's, like, now one of the highest ranking. Zhao. Yeah, Zhao. He's, or Zhao, something like that. Uh, he's was now... the second thing you said. Remember how I said the thing? I said his name right because I remembered his name. And then you just said, not what I did. But you said it like it was his name. And it was a very good bit you did. <laughs> yep, I, I, I'm really good at making bits like that. <laughs> so when Whack Matters is profitable enough for us to hire people. So and more than that, I mean, when me and Michael are both full-time employed by Whack Matters. And we're... Making so much money that we can spend more money on people helping. What I'm going to hire for, not editors at first, I'm going to hire a guy who will hold the end of this mic. So while I rock, he's just going to track me perfectly. So the levels won't be weird while I rock. It's like a boom mic kind of thing from above so you don't even see him on camera. Yeah, well you're not going to see him on camera. But you're also we're not going to... green morphs. We're not going to... I thought I'm gonna edit. So rather than having outside of the frame, he is gonna be in frame. He's gonna be, but we're gonna be in your lap. Green screen. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna green screen me. Man, just... We're gonna green screen me over his green screen suit. Yeah. So it'll be like <laughs> this is stupid. So we have to record twice. <laughs> record once, tell. just you rocking in the chair talking, and then. The second time, do the exact same thing. You gotta get the rocking all of the same. You gotta get the mount. You gotta say the exact same words with the exact same timing, and then. But this time, you got a grown man uh, sitting in your chair. Don't worry about it, dude. I only know one kind of timing. And you know what that is? Comedic. Zhao hires all of these arrow boys. And well, he doesn't hire them. He basically just abducts them. He's like, well, he he essentially uh, yeah, much he goes, like, hey, much I outrank like, uh, you. Give yeah, them to me. A war with the drafts and stuff. He goes, yo, these boys are mine. I drafted them into my own personal army, idiots. Yeah. And he takes I all mean, the arrow boys, and then Ang and well, Sokka's super sick. So if you remember from the previous episode, roughly, I believe it was probably a year ago when we posted it last. Yeah, something like so that. So if you go to like a year ago on the last episode we did of Tune In, episode twenty, um, I think it's closer to ten years though. Uh, yeah, Karsten uh, went through puberty since then. Um, hey guys, welcome back to Tune In. <laughs> <laughs> so if you remember from ten years ago when we posted our last episode of Tune In, there was the last episode we did was called The Storm. So yep. this is like one of the very first moments of like yes, continuity. the show's connected and continuity. Like yes, it exists, and this you get a 
you get a sense of that. I even as a kid, I just remember like being very brought into the episodic nature of this continuity by like Sokka is sick. He has like a very bad cold because of the storm for the last episode, and then Katara starts to get sick, and Aang has to go find out how to save him. Essentially, he needs to go find medicine, so he takes off on a quick little running side spree. Quest. Yeah, essentially, this is. This episode... It's a side quest episode. I almost said it was filler, but again... It is. It's not filler no, wait, no, no, at all. Not. That's what I'm saying. Like, this episode... It sound, the setup is filler, but the content is not. The premise is it filler. It feels like... the Everything about the show, up until you realize what's happening in it... Or this... Ep, not show, this episode. Feels like it's a filler episode. Like, at no, at no point up until you go, Oh, crap, it's not filler at all. But up, up until then, you're like, Oh, yeah, it's filler, I think. And there's, like, a very hard line of when you're like, oh, this is actually, like, important. Um, but Aang takes off, and he goes, and he stumbles across the uh, lady in the woods, or whatever. Who, or the, in the swamp. She's, um, she's like, hey, yeah, they have to suck on these frozen frogs, and um, they'll get better, essentially. And he takes off, and while he's take, Oh, so while that's going on, we get flashbacks to Zhao kind of throwing... Kind of just doing a flex about, hey... Look at how many boats I have. And you have one stupid boat, Zuko. Hey, Zuko, look at your one stupid boat. And then your little dinghy. And then, does this look like Zuko's burn? No. And then... It's like a monocle. And then... Okay, but can you please just say it looks like a thing? Because it hurts bad to do. Ow. Ow. Frick. If you can't do it, just let me do it. I have carpal tunnel. But I'm I'm being Zuko, though. Yeah, so, like, now, <laughs> <laughs> Ever use a mic before, dummy? <laughs> What's a mic? <laughs> so Zuko um gets mad and yells at him, and then they uh let slip how close they are in their tracking of the avatar. Yep. So Zhao knows where to look now, and then oh no! Um. Oh, you're okay. That was a cue. So I see because we're both really bad at that. Um, so I think we should just, since we're so intently just looking at each other, we should just finger guns when we're throwing it over, and then we'll, can, we can try to seamlessly transfer, rather than it being the close. <laughs> just go ahead. What? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's very hot in this house. Hey, Mom! Good point. I'm not idly sweating. I really like, let's just keep going. We'll yeah. get, we'll get Dad going up the stairs in the shot. Um... What are you doing? What did you just reach up for? We apparently don't have AC. That's why it's so toasty. I got really sidetracked because I was sweating. Sorry. Now you're supposed to start talking about the thing. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I gave you... Here's what happened. I told you the visual cue I was going to give you. I then gave you said visual cue. And for some reason, that still somehow came out more clunky than when I go, why don't you talk about the episode a little bit now? I don't know how you managed to make that clunkier than the other freaking thing. So then, um, where were we though? Uh, he gets jumped by the Archer boys. Oh yeah. <clears throat> So it cuts over to Aang. He's collecting these toads in the swamp water. And then all of a sudden, this arrow pins him down to the ground. And then Volivero shows up and he does his airbending. And 
I freaking love how animated you're going to get while you do this. You're essentially, you should do a reenactment. We should maybe do a, another show that, we don't have enough, we, yeah, quick, so I'll, actually, here, I have a better, no, hold on, I have a better idea. So he started I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, throw it to, can you throw it to me real quick? So here's my, my very good idea. <laughs> I like how we're going to do, we're pretending like we're not going to interrupt each other with that. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So here's my idea real quick. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, um, for this sequence, just this sequence, because I want to see how it plays on video later. But for just this sequence, I'm going to say what happens. I want you to try to react to Aang. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Voliveros comes, and Aang's stuck there, and he has to use his airbending to deflect all the arrows. So he does that, and then all of, all of the arrows fall down, and now he has to pull the, he pulls the arrows out of his, uh, feet, I think. Uh, now he's running away, and then, uh, more arrows come from all directions, and he's dodging them, and he's dodging them, and then he falls into the water. And then he's like, oh crap, I still need to get these toads though. So he's trying to grab all the toads. <laughs> and he's putting the toads into his shirt, I think, is what happens. Because that's where they can <laughs> you Why'd you touch your own butt? I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> but Aang doesn't have pockets. I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, so. How. Drunk or high, do you think we come across during this? Well, I shouldn't be driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, so then, uh, more arrows come at Aang and he uses his, wa his air or water bending to make ice in front of him. But then a bunch of ice gets shot through, or a bunch of arrows get shot through the ice in a really cool sequence that was dope. And then Aang gets pinned to the, the tree and seen. You freaking killed that, dude. Freaking Emmy, here we come. If you would have done that, you wouldn't have to go to the gym now. <laughs> You're just drenched in sweat. <laughs> I never more alive. I'm going to let you fix your mic real quick. So he gets pinned to the tree, and from there, I, I hope my levels are okay. Um, so from there, then, like... Yeah, the laptop lacked out hours ago, so... Yeah. He, uh, the archers, they take him, and they take him back to the Fire Nation Fortress, where he's chained up. Then, if this is torture, chain me to the wall. I'll give you a dollar right now if you can tell me what movie that's from. Five, four, three. It's from Oliver and Company. I've never seen that. Why should I worry? Why should I care? So, he gets chained up in this dungeon. And um, Zhao walks in. And they have this little back and forth. And Zhao's just like... But you don't have to worry because I'm not going to kill you. Because the moment you ki I kill you, then you're just going to get reincarnated and we have to start our look. We have to start our quest, like our search, all over again. So I'm just going to let you live until we've done what we need to. Josh uh, is like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to wait until I've. I'm going to wait until I've. Um, till the Fire Nation has completed their grand scheme uh, before we kill you. Because that would just mess everything up if we killed you now. So. Aang gets it, but then Zhao leaves, and Aang's just like, well, what am I going to do? I'm stuck here. I can't get out. But then, someone sneaks into the Fire Nation base, and takes out all the guards, and then sneaks into the room, and frees Aang. And then it's just like, come with me if you want to live. Except he doesn't actually say that, because he doesn't talk. 
Well, they don't talk. We don't know who they are. Um, so they take Aang and they escape, and there's this whole uh, scene where they're like fighting off all the guards as they escape, and then it gets to the point where they have to. There's this big fight in the courtyard, and they there's this cool scene where they're using giant bamboo ladders as stilts to walk across from wall to wall, and they almost get free, uh, but then, um, but then the archers come in and take and kind of like mess up their plan and they're cornered and almost it's all almost recaptured but then Zhao walks up and he's like no no, no. let him go and everyone's super confused like well, but don't we want him captured so Zhao, uh, so Zhao lets him go and they walk out the front gate and then as they're walking away another one of the archers shoots the uh the <clears throat> guy who's helping Aang because uh, this person who's helping Aang is wearing, like, a black suit, and they have a mask on. And so you don't... We don't know who they are. The mask the mask deflects the arrow so the person doesn't die, but it knocks him unconscious. And so Aang throws up a quick dust wall real quick and grabs this person, and they run off into the, and run runs them off into the woods. Then they're in the woods. It, like, cuts to the next morning, and Aang's sitting... Ne- uh, this person walk, uh, wakes up, and Aang's sitting next to him. But... And took off their the person's mask, um, over over the night to see who it was, and it's surprise surprise, it's our boy Zuko. So Aang waits for him to wake up, and when he does wake up, Aang asks, uh, Aang tells him this story about how about this friend that he had a hundred years ago, and how this person was like Aang's best friend in the whole world, and they were someone from the Fire Nation. So then Aang asks Zuko, you know, maybe if if we had met back then, do you think we could have been friends? And Zuko thinks for a little bit. And then he does a quick fire thing and um, shoots fire at Aang. And Aang's just like, huh, that's what I thought. And flies off into the trees. End of episode. Well, he gives them the frogs. and then they're Well, okay. yeah, he also gives his friends the frogs and they're all better. Don't drop that. Don't don't that out. Yeah, yeah, and there's a twerking frog. This episode... I like on level of Jet. So I, um, Jet is a pivotal point for, again, I've used the analogy and ironically enough, it's the frog analogy of like, Avatar is a great example. Like, even if like, not just season season, it's like you can boil a frog alive Mm -hmm. as long as you keep turning the heat up slow enough. Avatar, like not even like episode to episode or like the whole season they do that. It's like season to season to season. Like, each season gets more mature with, like, and when I say more mature, I don't mean, like, in the Harry Potter sense. Like, at some point, Harry Potter's not for kids anymore. You know what I mean? Right. It makes the transition to, like, teenager, young adult. Avatar never does that. Avatar, at no at no point is Avatar not fully appropriate for a child. But they turn that heat up enough, and, like, the themes and, like, the things that they get away with are still so much more mature. You know what I mean? And Jet is a very good sign of, like, ooh, like, they that's a good moment of when that heat got turned up. And I think that's really pivotal, especially for this first season. Cause I think it's like the first, even as a kid, it's the first time I felt the stakes kind of, of like, not the stakes, like the world and the war felt a lot realer in jet. Mm-hmm. This one, the blue spirit is the first time I liked Ang, and it's, it did a very good job of humanizing Aang and getting us to give him sympathy. 
because up until this point, it makes me give them, like, even think that they have, like, maybe, like, way more credit. Like, I give them so much more credit, and then each time I watch the show, I'm like, oh, the writers for the show, like, I think are smarter than I even thought they were the last time I watched it. And, like, I was just thinking about it while we were watching, like, at this time. Like, I think Aang was intentionally wrote a little obnoxious on purpose for the extent of, like, trying to grow him a little bit to be, like, yes, he's a little obnoxious because, like, Think about if you were a kid, and then all of a sudden, you ran away from your responsibilities because you were terrified of them, and then you woke up like a hundred years later, you you would like value time in a much different way, but you'd still be a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, Aang understands like how weird and like <clears throat> how much time can get taken from you. Like he lost a hundred years, even though he's still like 12 or whatever. Like everybody knows he's dead. Except for Boomy. Boomy's literally the only person alive from... Or at least that he knows from then. So, like... He values time in such a different way, but he's still a 12-year-old kid who just wants to have fun and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you get this really, like, humanized dynamic of, like, of Aang talking to Zuko, like, everybody I know is dead. Like, I had friends, I had a life, and it's over. And, like, not only is it over now, like, it's it's over, and there's also a war going on that I'm apparently responsible for handling. Or, like, I'm the person who's supposed to solve it. Solve the problem. And, like, I want to be a kid, kind of. And, like, it, it is something that they kind of, like, play with a lot. Of, like, him being too much of a kid and, like, balancing, like, that whole thing. But this time, um, rather than kind of slapping you over the face with it, they do it in, like, a real sympathetic sympathetic way and like it's rather than like a plot thing for the show where i think like jet is a very very important plot point episode pivotal for the plot and the feel of the show the dynamic of the whole show this is an important episode of character stuff for the show you know what i mean it's like one's like for the world and the atmosphere the others for who we are and we see that like zuko doesn't kill Aang. And I would... I think you could even argue... That, like, if he killed Aang... And he killed the Avatar... That's still a bone... Like, you know what I mean? He could still probably go home... If he killed the Avatar. But he does... Like... It's just interesting to me... If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you got anything to add? No, nah, you pretty much summed it up pretty good. It... Yeah, because, like... I understand what you're saying. Like, you liked it more than Jet. And, like, I don't know if I like it more than Jet... Because, like... The fight scene in the trees is very good. It is. And also, it's the... Uh, a little bit... Like, there's a little bit of character sync on Jet 2 of the... Uh, showing that Sokka's cynicism... Like, being a cynic can be a good thing sometimes. And, like, that's, like, a really cool moment for, like, Sokka, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, these are both really good episodes. And also, like, the fight scene in this one's really good, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I re- I don't know. There's something about like those friggin' I, hook swords and jet right, that the, I think is so the cool. Thing that, the thing that I liked about this one is it didn't have... Well, the thing that made me like this one more than I like jet is in jet there's that whole um, B-plot between... Like that whole thing that... Between Katara and jet. I don't know why, but that just kind of... It kind of upset me and just... I didn't, I didn't like... 
I didn't like it. It, it annoyed me. I uh, It annoyed me as well, but I've come to like it a lot because I hate Katara so much that I'm like, yeah, good, she should be with that annoying idiot and be so stupid. Because, like, she, it is obviously supposed to show her being young and naive. Right. And I think, like, it is a good example of, like, it is a show for children, so, like, they can't put as much nuance on things. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's a show for all ages. You know what I mean? Like, all ages, eight children are included in all ages. Right. So, like, you do have to be careful with how you use nuance in certain things, especially for plots. Right. Um, And, like, they do it better and stuff later on, but, like, Yes, the, they hit you over the head with it very much, which is a little frustrating, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know, again, I sort of, because I hate Katara so much, like, I like seeing her kind of be dumb, like, I get, like, this weird pleasure to be like, I hate that character, good, screw her, um, but I get where you come from, like, it is, it is obnoxious, I would argue intentionally so, intentionally so, but, like, obnoxious is still obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, so... So because this because this episode didn't have that, it I kind of like this episode better. It's good, dude. Yeah, it's real good. I would not argue. I think I'm trying to think of like what other dank like episodes we got till the end. I think like not to still watch our show, of course, but I think this was like Avatar dank episodes. I think we're out of dank ones till like the finale. The finale's dope. Season or series? Season. Okay. We're because we're changing shows after we finish season one. We, I mean, you can still watch it. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, going to. I have a copy of the DVD because yeah, it's, it's also the DVDs. dope. We'll have to talk. Like, we should watch season two and we can talk about it on our own time. Mm-hmm. And then we can also talk about it later on the show. But like, season two, I think is my favorite. Nice. Um, but right now we're gonna head to a quick commercial break. We're gonna have a word from our sponsors. So Carson, hear me out. I want to talk about this next episode called The Fortune Teller differently. Okay. I did not like this episode. Me neither. I knew you did not. Rather than us doing a play-by-play of this episode, because it's going to be like, us just kind of like, like, we don't want to do it, we don't want to talk, like, you know what I mean? So I think we should talk about the show, like, in this episode in, like, the abstract, and kind of, like, talk about, like, things we liked about it. Like, in themes and, like, stuff like that. And maybe, like, specific moments occasionally. But, like, I don't think we need to do a play-by-play of this episode. Right. None of us liked it. Also, this episode is 100% filler. Mm-hmm. There is zero things that matter in this episode. Right. Do you have a shining light? No, it's looking pretty dim. So, uh, my shining light, my favorite part of this episode actually has been my favorite part since I was a kid, and it is the fact that the little girl who has the crush on Aang ends the episode by calling uh, Katara floozy. Yeah, that was actually pretty Because funny. it was legitimately hysterical. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can get away with saying that first of all anymore on a kid's show. It might be a little bit too slut-shamey for nowadays standards. I mean, but... you just said that. I think that's fine to say. Here, let's Google it, see what happens. I don't want to do this right now. That's going to get taken out. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I like about this episode is like... Yeah, that probably wouldn't fly these days. The idea... I didn't think so. The idea that... How they poke fun at the idea of fortune tellers... And, like, how fortune tellers make, uh, they play, like, fun mind games. Because, like, it's obviously all fake bullcrap, right? Right. 
So like how they the they do a lot of like Sokka the cynic pointing holes in all the the, the how they do around poking holes in all of yes. The... And like I love that stuff. Like Sokka, I think works really well in this episode. He's legitimately funny, legitimately like real. Because like there's like the whole part where the guy's like he's like I bet because he had this guy had dumb shoes on. And Sokka's like I bet you're the fortune teller told you to wear those shoes. And he's like she did actually. And she said, I meet the person I love in these shoes. And he's like, and then you wore them? He's like, every day since then. And she's like, so of course to meet the person you're going to fall in love with because you wear those shoes every day. Yeah. So you'll never not be wearing them to meet the person. Thus, it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, Sokka doing that stuff, I think, works so well and it's really well done. But like, literally everything else about this episode, literally everything else, I don't like. I don't like Katara at all. I don't like Aang at all. I don't like... I think the girl who has a crush on Aang is annoying. Yeah. I think the lady's annoying. I think the town blindly following this chick is annoying. I think the fact that, like, they save the town... I would be like, let, let them burn. burn. Yeah, like, let them burn. Freaking Pompeii, that crap, dude. Everything else about this episode, I think, is bad. Like, legitimately. I think this is a clear filler episode. I think... Um, I think the animation is fine. But, like, not enough happens. So, like, it feels slow. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like an animation problem. I guess, like, the pacing of the, this whole show, like, this whole episode just feels slow. And feels needless. And feels throwaway. And it's bad. However... You made a comment about it not being a boat episode. It's better than a boat episode. And I was thinking about that because I agree with you. I would rather watch this episode again than watch the boat episode from Dragon Prince. Yeah. Which, just heads up, Dragon Prince Season 2 is probably what we're going to watch next. Yeah. I'm kind of pumped, actually. Let's do it. Because I, I, we cannot get enough of Sokka's voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, play, he plays Ezra. Um, yeah. Ezran. It is? Yeah. Don't I always call him Ezra? Yeah. Dang it. And Ezran is the child. Is Callum. Yeah, Callum. Yeah. Dang it, frick. Dang it, frick. Why are you Dang bad at this? Frick. Do better. That episode has... No, see, no parts of that episode are egregiously bad. The I don't think. The boat episode. The boat episode. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% fine. This episode, there are parts that are egregiously bad. Yeah, I guess it is kind of... It isn't a boat episode in that it's worse than the boat episode. Is that that what you're saying? Yes, but also, everything with Sokka works incredibly well. You know what I mean? All of the humor that Sokka brings to this episode lands 100%. Like, we didn't pay as much attention as we should have, probably, during the watch of this one. Like, this time through. But I, like... This is not even, like, a bit, like... Every time I watch this episode, I remember getting mad because I'm like, I freaking hate this one. And then as I watch it, I will like legitimately like out loud belly laugh at some of the stuff that Sokka says and does. Yeah. Like it lands really well. And I think that like it's a weird contrast because I think most of this episode sucks. But I think like the 15% of this episode works is maybe the funniest this season is. Like, the humor in this episode, I think, like, lands and feels weirdly meta. Like, this... Everything Asaka does in this episode seems like... 
And the reason I, one reason I didn't want to go by play by play for this also is like, I knew, I figured the only thing you would like about it was the humor as well. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin all the jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I like if you watch, um, I quit doing it because nobody cared. But for the like one person on the planet who watched my review of Howard the Duck, um, the comic book, I posted two episodes of where I did the first two issues of the uh, Marvel Now run of Howard the Duck. Is it's really hard to talk about a book that's not super super narrative driven. That's like thirty percent narrative driven and seventy percent joke driven. In any meaningful way, without spoiling all the jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, this episode feels to me, and this is kind of where I figure we'll end it and go into the outro, unless you have something really big you want to add. This episode feels to me like one of the writers, no joke, straight up legit, like, got grumpy after reading a horoscope, or, like, one of their siblings fell into some, like, fortune-telling scheme or something. Uh, they were, like, very fed up with, like, that whole idea. And, like, everything that Sokka's, like, written feels, like, weirdly personal and meta. And maybe it's just, like, the voice actor's killing it. Like, maybe legitimately nothing. The voice actor's just knocking it out of the park. But it feels, like, weirdly meta. Like, the writers are, like, my freaking stupid idiot sister fell into, like, this weird, like, fortune-telling scam and wasting all her money asking me for money so she could go talk to this fortune-teller, like, forget, and, like, poking all these holes in it. Like, that's what it comes across to me, which I think makes it funnier. And that works so well with this episode. I would reco- I would have recommended somebody skipping this episode if somebody's asking me about it till we watched it again. And, like, watching it again and realizing and re-remembering how funny Sokka is Watch this episode just for Sokka. Yeah. Even don't if, if you anything sk- else. Yeah, if you skip parts like I would not even blame if you skip parts of this episode that don't have Sokka in the scene, I would not blame you at all. However, watch the parts with Sokka because they're legitimately funny. Very good. Yeah. Karsten? Yes. What are some ways people can give us money? Besides making it rain on us. Any other ways? You can buy our merchandise. We have t-shirts. This one's actually not for sale. I was prototyping it. So a thing that we do, uh, we buy all of our merch first before we put it up for sale to test it. So actually, this is going to go up probably Saturday. This video will hopefully go up Friday. If you want this shirt. They go through the wash at least once. Because I know shirts can have like a uh, thing where like the design will fade bad mm-hmm. if after you wash it and this didn't it's fine so it's gonna go up and works but like yeah just a quality test but i always make sure the quality test goes through at least one wash so we got t-shirts what else do we got we got so do we have sweaties mm-hmm. we got them sweaties we got sweaties if you have a pair of scissors we also have cutoffs <laughs> 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 um, and we also we have hats uh we recently the most recent thing we added is hats oh, and um i love it this is this is not me um being like some self-promoting like i mean like it is me being self-promoting but like this is not me like trying to toot our own horn um about like my own merch i own 30 and i'm not even wearing it of course i left it in my car was too lazy to grab grab it um they're flat bills right yeah they're I flat bills i own 30 plus flat bills and that's not a joke i own a lot of hats i like them a lot i don't wear them as much because when you turn into a uh 
when you're not 16 years old and you're like 21, you look a lot more just uh, rather than like kind of like you look a, like a Kyle. Yeah, you look like a dumb rather than looking like a dumb kid who wears a lot of hats. You look kind of like let's say a d bag. <laughs> If you were, if yeah, if you were a lot of flat bill hats, and they're not very specific to nerd stuff, um, might as well have a monster in your hand. Yeah. So the one thing I really do like about this hat is, like, no joke, straight up. This is not just like me trying to sell you on our merch and lying. The shape of this, like, you know, like their shapes different. Like there are different shapes for flat bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. The seventy six. We just gotta wait. How many more degrees? I was trying to do that math in my head. I couldn't do it. Seven. We gotta wait seven degrees. Can't wait. Um, the shape for this flat bill, I think, is the best out of any that I've used, like, ever. It's my favorite. Like, it's, it is very good. I like it. Because it does this thing, and there's a thing that flat bills do. And this is, like, really hot inside baseball that I want to talk about, but nobody else cares about. But um, there'll be an ever so slight curve to the front. It's like a flat bill, but there's ever so slight curve that if you have it on the front of your head, one, helps block out the sun a little bit better, and two, um, if you have a straight-up flat bill, it can do this thing uh, often after you wear it a few times where that bill almost bends up a little bit. So if you have it on forwards, it like is like just a little bit up. I think that looks dumb, but because it's curved, the perfect amount to where it still like feels like a flat bill, looks like a flat bill, um, it's curved just enough to where it stays flat, so you can block the sun better with it. I think gives it a better look. I don't know. It's just some really deep hat inside baseball. Yeah, like that was real stupid. Probably gotta cut a lot of that crap out. But we also have a just donate button. If you just want to give us money, <laughs> if you donate uh, and send in an email, which we are gonna be checking and stuff. Again, thank you, Thomas, for the email you sent us. Um, if you donate to us and send us an email, be like, hey, I donated. Um, I will, uh, and you want me to, I'll talk <sighs> hat inside baseball with you guys all day, because I freaking do love hats. But, um, <laughs> that was the most boring thing on the show. Um, was that a challenge? Uh, yeah, actually, if you guys want to hear us talk about something uh, more boring than that, you'll have to tune in, tune in next, next time. time. Thanks for listening to the podcast that we produce here at WagMatters.com. Just in case you didn't know, we have a lot of different shows running right now. There's Life's What You Rate It, where me and my brother Mark rate everything on a scale from 1 to 10 that exists in the entire universe. Tune in, where Marcus and his friend Karsten talk about cartoons and their value for people of all ages. Of course, Wack Tracks, where me and a bunch of friends make commentary tracks for whatever shows or movies we might be into at the time. And our newest show on the network... The Music Matters, where my friend Trevor creates a discussion around all the matters relating to music. If you'd like to support the content we make here at WackMatters.com, please go to WackMatters.StoreMV.com and check out our merchandise section. We sell t-shirts right now, and there's more merchandise to come. Even if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, there is a donate button at WackMatters.com that you can use to support the content that we already make and to help fund creative ideas for the future. Additionally, this podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial with Audible.com where you get to listen to a free audiobook of your choosing and can continue subscribing for an awesome audiobook content subscription. Remember, that's audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. We love you all and hope you will continue checking out the content we make here at whackmatters.com. Have a great day.